What's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to episode 461 of Ask Pat. Thank you so much for joining me today. We have a great question today from Sam, but before we get to Sam's question, I do want to thank today's sponsor, which is aweber.com. That's A-W-E-B-E-R. That's how you spell Aweber. And I love Aweber because they helped me build my email list to over 120,000, and they were the first email service provider I used and recommend for people who are just starting out because it's great pricing, Excellent customer service, an amazing live chat feature if you have any problems, a lot of templates you can use and put on your website. Plus, they connect to a lot of the top email service tools out there, such as Lead Pages and uh, Optin Monster. And there's so many different other ones. AWeber's connected to all of them because everybody knows AWeber's the one that most people use. So if you want to check it out for 30 days for free, you can have a 30-day free trial in your hands right now if you go to aweber.com slash askpat. Again, that's aweber.com slash askpat. All right, here's today's question from Sam. Hi, Pat. My name is Sam Matler, and I run a blog called EDM Prod, which teaches electronic music producers how to make better music. My question for you is that a lot of readers from different countries have been telling me that I should make different versions of my website for different languages. What are your thoughts on this? Is it worth the time and effort cheers hey sam thank you so much for the question uh edm for those of you who don't know is electronic dance music and it's awesome so that's that's cool that you uh, called in and have this question and i can see how somebody who's providing service or information to people in edm or the in in the edm space uh is getting requests for multiple languages because it's a worldwide thing of course now my first question is sam how worldwide is this um i'm guessing your primary uh, language that you're serving is English, uh, what would be the second one, and what is the percentage? I've had a lot of people from different countries ask me to do the exact same thing, and it is not an easy task. And the hard thing about it is you lose a little bit of control because you don't exactly know what's going up, and that that's probably my biggest reservation into doing that. And plus, is it worth the time and effort? It's hard to know. You could test it, however, and that's what I would recommend. I would recommend the next blog post you write, instead of trying to change your whole website or create a whole different version of your website, you might want to create a different version of an upcoming post, for example, or maybe it's an upcoming podcast episode that you transcribe in different languages. And just test it out. It's going to cost a little bit of money to do that unless you have some connections, which you can use as well. But you can test that to see and gauge what the reaction is like and actually how much that moves the needle. If it does not or if it just doesn't seem like there's a very you know, high percentage of your audience who really cares, then you know that that's not a way to go. But again, you're sort of validating this before you actually put a lot of money and time and effort into it so that you don't put a lot of time, money, and effort into it and look back and say, wow, this was a waste of my time. Why did I do that? Well, everybody should be doing validation strategies to make sure that these big things we want to do, they're actually something we should be doing, and this is a great way to do it. Write a blog post, pick languages that are popular with your particular audience, and go. The question from this point forward, however, is which language do you choose to start out with? And I wouldn't go with necessarily the ones who are asking you to do it. Those just they might be ha- they might happen to be just the people who are most outspoken, but not necessarily the largest percentage. So you probably know where I'm going with this. What I'm trying to get at is go into your Google Analytics and get the insights on where your audience is coming from outside of your primary language zone and start with that. 
So if I were to go to Google Analytics, for example, I'm going to do this live right now, actually. Uh, sign in to Google Analytics, and I'm going to share with the SPI audience the top countries that are visiting SPI other than the United States. Um, you can also check on the front page of your audience overview in Google Analytics. It'll actually tell you the other languages that people are coming from, uh, and and they're usually done in symbols. For example, en-us is English US. I also my second highest one, which is seven percent, is uh, en-gb Great Britain. So that's also English. And then there's de, which is German, es Spain, uh, and and other ones. France is in there too. Philippines. Um, but they're very, very small percentages, and so not necessarily worth the time and effort. Now, it depends on the percentage, but if you have a language that is quite a high percentage that is visiting your website, you're not serving them if you're not providing an easy way for them to access your content, right? So then you might want to test out with that language first, see what the re reaction is like. I would have somebody on board come on to help you, obviously, not just with writing that or translating the content that you have, but uh, actually gauging the comments as well. So you're going to get comments and emails from people, especially because in this particular post, you're going to say or have the person who's translating for you actually add a part that says, let me know what you think of this if you like this translation, go and do this action. Maybe it's sign up to an email list or you can have a separate email list for those people who are in that particular language so that then you can have the translator, if this works out, swipe your email copy if you have an autoresponder and all your sales copy and pitches and all that stuff and then put them in your autoresponder in your email for that other language. Setting up that email list is gonna be a great way for you to, again, validate on a second level whether or not this is something people want more of because you can have it go out there. You can actually have it see that, wow, there's a lot of traffic. There's a lot of people visiting. That's great. Well, what kind of action are those people going to take? So that's a kind of a level two validation strategy within uh, this, this entire you know, setup here. So validate with a small sample, next blog post or one that's upcoming that you know is going to do very well. You know, we always have a sense of the ones that we know we, that, that we're working on and it's going to be great. Translate that one into one or two of the top languages that you have. If the percentages are, I would say, more than or three or four percent, then that's that's significant amount. Uh, currently, uh, German is the top non-English speaking country or language that people are visiting my website on, and that is 1.44% uh, of all my sessions, which is still kind of significant. I mean, that's 1% of all visitors, especially when you consider over the last month I've had over 250,000 sessions. Now, let's see how this differs from the audience's location. Now, the location and language is gonna be a key difference there because just because they're coming from a certain location, they could still be reading in English. So you wanna make sure that the language is the one that you're going toward. And that's where, if you actually go into your audience section in the sidebar of Google Analytics and go to Geo, you can select between language and location. So I have, for example, United States is number one, United Kingdom, Canada, India, Australia, all primarily English-speaking in those countries who are visiting my website. Then it's Germany, and then Spain, Netherlands, Philippines, Singapore. And uh, total... That's, um, let's see, 50, that's most of my audience in that, in that top 10 for sure. Uh, so again, that, that's the strategy I would give you, Sam. So I hope, hopefully that gives you some direction. I didn't want to 
say yes or no because I don't know. So you're going to have to get those numbers and validate and, and see if it works for you. So, Sam, thank you so much. I appreciate you. We're going to send over an Ask Pat t-shirt your way uh, for having your question featured here on the show. For those of you listening, if you have a question you'd like potentially potentially featured here on the show, just head on over to askpat.com, hit that record button, and speak your mind. I will be there to help you as much as possible. And uh, I can't get to all the questions, but I get to as many as I can five days a week here on Ask Pat. So thank you again because the show wouldn't exist without you. So I appreciate you askpat.com that's where you go i also want to thank today's sponsor aweber.com making it super easy for all of us to build our email list especially when you're just starting out they make it very easy they've gone uh just recently undergone some design changes making it really easy to set up your emails and create templates and that sort of stuff so it's even easier down the road too you can create different lists based off of different interests and, and all those kinds of things so i recommend you check it out Great pricing for those who are just starting out. aweber.com slash askpat if you want to try it out for 30 days for free. Again, it's aweber.com slash askpat. Thank you. And then finally, a quote from Brian Halligan to finish off the show. To be successful and grow your business and revenues, you must match the way you market your products with the way your prospects learn about and shop for your products. Mm, that's a great one. So how people find out about you is going to matter whether or not people are going to follow through with you too to summarize that so to be successful and grow your business and revenues you must match the way you market your products with the way you pro your prospects learn about and shop for your products cheers take care and i'll see you the next episode of ask pat thanks so much Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while, and that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show, for now at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.